0: Thank you guys for being here tonight for our Monday, Thursday. It's like Monday, Thursday? Aren't there Tuesdays and Wednesdays in between that? No, Mon- Monday, Thursday is a little different. Um, it's just a time that we're going to set aside. A lot of people um, in a lot of different denominations uh, take a pause that Easter week and just kind of you know, walk through um, some time to just uh, remember what. Jesus, the journey Jesus went through on that week. So we're going to do that this year. It's not something we've ever done before. And you're like, well, isn't that a Methodist thing or an Episcopalian thing? No, it's just called church, man. We're just coming together to to spend some time remembering Jesus. And that's just any time we gather. But this week is a little bit more special. We've been in a series, if you've been with us on Sunday mornings, called Desert Wanderings. Over the past three weeks, we've kind of followed the journey of the Israelites. And I love where we're going to end up tonight, because it's all going to wrap together. And that's his goodness and his plan. And and I'm just along for the journey with you guys, watching God unfold this for us. And so we've come out of desert wanderings again, the journey of the Israelites coming into the promised land. And if you know the story of all the, all the plagues and the, the Passover um, from the Israelites down when they were in slavery in Egypt, and the angel of death, and it was the last plague killed all of all the firstborn, unless you celebrated this thing when, well, they were having dinner, but later became called Passover, when the angel of death passed over. In other words, if you had the blood of a sacrificed lamb around your door, the angel of death passed over, and that's where we got the name Passover. Like, well, we're not Jewish. You're right. Jesus intersected the Passover, and now we call it, what, the Lord's Supper, or communion. So we're going to kind of dive into the intersection of this tonight. So the Passover and the Seder, S-E-D-E-R, Passover and the Seder dinner is a special time. Now, if you read the the, the Bible, usually a cup is not a fun thing to talk about. A cup means a lot of different things from the book of Habakkuk to the book of Zechariah to the book of Revelation. A cup is usually bad. cup you know David was like, "Oh my cup overflows, right Yeah that's one of the few times. A cup everywhere else is reserved for judgment. It's reserved for fury. I actually specifically talked about that. It's reserved for, for God's wrath who, um, who have broken the covenant. And you and I have, I don't know if you realize that tonight we've We've broken a covenant. You're like, well, no. No, I haven't. Well, yeah, we have. And we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. And why, why Jesus? And by the time we come around to talking about the Passover, the Seder meal, and the New Testament, cups are a big part of this dinner, of this remembrance. There are five cups. There are four main ones and the meal that we'll be talking about. But there are five cups. There's matzah bread that's not tasty, cardboardish, no yeast, good stuff. They purposefully eat bitter herbs. They dip food twice. They recline. They do a lot of different things in the Jewish tradition when they observe this Passover Seder meal. And before they get started, they they read Psalm 113 and 114. we often don't think about that. We're like, Jesus is in the Bible. Yeah, but the Bible goes a lot longer back in time than just this. And so they start off the Seder meal by reading Psalm 113 and 114. So Jesus would have done that with his disciples. He would have read these Psalm 113 and 114 to begin this Seder meal. And they start with these cups. I like the name of this first one because it kind of sounds like an explosion. Kadoosh. Um, it's, not, <laughs> it's not an explosion, it's just a cup, but Kaddush. And this is the first cup they start off with that kind of um, gets things going. And this is the cup of sanctification. And Jesus and his disciples would have done all these things. This is why we're going through that. And this begins this Passover Seder meal, this cup of sanctification. The second cup, um, spellcheck, doesn't really like at all, keeps trying to change it to Maggie. No, not Maggie. The, the cup is maggid. A cup of plagues, and it kind of sounds like, well, maggot, yeah. Maggot? No, maggot. is this cup of plagues where they, they remember all of the plagues. Because remember, this is the Passover Seder meal. They remember all the plagues that happened in Egypt. This is a time of remembrance. Okay? And they eat in between each one of these little cups that they drink out of. Each one of these cups is kind of a little pausing moment. They drink out of these cups. And in between each one of these cups, they eat these different things. Little sandwich and all these <laughs> type of words that I'm not even going to try to pronounce tonight. And they eat the bitter herbs. And they eat the moss and little sandwiches and all these type of things. In between each one of these cups, they pause. So the first cup was kadosh. The second cup was called maggot, and they still do this today. The third cup is kat Hamazan, not the shipping company. No, it's Berkat Hamazon, And this is the cup. This is the third cup, and this is important. This is the cup of redemption. And before they eat, and then they pause. And after this cup, most traditions in the Jewish custom, they actually pause and they open up the front door to the house after this moment. So they, they have the third cup, the cup of redemption, and then they would go and they would open up a door. And then they would pour a fifth cup which no one drinks. They just pour it and, and they set it aside. Often this is called the cup of Elijah. Some people are waiting for Elijah to come back, just like Santa Claus, you know, leaving milk and cookies and all that kind of stuff, and, and it's not going to happen. Jesus, uh, Jesus is the one that comes back, not Elijah. But they pour a cup and they set it aside. Because they say, okay, no one drink this. And then they finish out with this fourth cup. Technically, it's the fifth. We've already talked about that, right? The fifth cup is kind of the weird one. But the last cup of this Seder meal is called the Hallel. The, This is the cup of praise. Like, I think I've heard something like that. It goes, hallelujah. Yes, the cup of Hallel. It's the cup of praise. And then that finishes out this Passover Seder meal. After that, then they close with readings, Psalm 115, 116, 117, and 118. And finally, the Hallel Psalm, Psalm of Praise, Psalm 136. And that finishes that out. So that's what Jesus and his disciples would have been doing at what we now call the Last Supper. And we're going to read through and break down some things. And if you, we read those scriptures intentionally earlier, but if you were in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 20, you've probably wondered, what is this new covenant that Jesus is talking about here? What is this, why, why, we, why do we pause and why do we go through all of this stuff? What is this new covenant that they're just drinking a meal and blood poured out for you and all that kind of stuff? And he took the bread and when he given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Verse 20, And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, right in that moment, this is the cup that is poured out for you. This is the new covenant in my blood. And if you're thinking literally, like the disciples were, that's probably pretty scary. Like, I don't want to drink your blood, Jesus. Some people were already freaked out earlier, and he lost a lot of disciples. They said they left him because of this, because they took it so literally. What does this cup of the new covenant mean? To find that out, We're going to have to go back to where our desert wandering series is almost left off at. So turn to the book of Jeremiah. Way back in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. We're going to be in verse 31. Jeremiah 31, 31. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, they had already broken this covenant earlier in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 11, when the, when the Israelites started doing two things. Where they started worshipping other gods, and when they started living like God wasn't God. And when they did those two things, they broke that covenant he's talking about. Verse 33. You see the new covenant? This is the covenant that Jesus came to fulfill. I like the, the part of the Last Supper out of the book of Matthew. We've been reading in Luke, but if you want to bounce over to the book of Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, first book, and the New Testament. Matthew chapter 26, just like Jeremiah 31, 31. We're gonna be in Matthew 26, 26. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. And this is really easy. It's all in just one little paragraph. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after the blessing, it broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took a cup and when he gave given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink it all of you for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Isn't that what God just said he was going to do through a new covenant later? I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine. I'm not going to have more of this cup until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. You see, this is the new covenant. This is Jeremiah fulfilled. And when we let God pass over us, you and me, our lives in this Easter season again, we start to understand some pretty amazing things when we talk about the Seder dinner, the Passover that Jesus would have celebrated with his disciples. And when we understand that in context to the Lord's Supper and we tie these things together, we learn some pretty amazing things. Here's the first one. God's law was within them, right? We saw that prophesied in in the New Covenant that was talked about in Jeremiah, for my law will be within them. You see, Jesus literally was within them. He was amongst them, and He's amongst us today. And through His sacrifice, God forgives and forgets, because that's who God is. God forgives and forgets our sin. That's why Jesus came. Second thing is, Jesus came just like that cup of sanctification. Jesus came to sanctify us, to intercede for us, to erase the plague. Remember that cup of plagues? To erase the plague of our sin and our separation from God. Third thing, if you follow the order of the meal, it is not a coincidence that Jesus took, guess which cup? Was it the cup of plagues? No. Jesus took the cup of redemption. was the cup that Jesus held when he made the new covenant with the disciples. The cup of redemption. He made a new covenant with them, made the new covenant with us. Redeeming us through his blood. Redeeming us through the blood poured out for us, for the shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. That's exactly what he said, right? How else are we going to be redeemed except for Jesus Christ? And just like the order of the Passover Seder, this is the moment after Jesus took the cup, right? Do you remember what happened after the third cup? What was opened? They would pause, right? And a door, and they would go and open the front door. You see, that's what happened. When Jesus took the cup of redemption, he said, this is my blood shed for you. You know what was open for you and me? A door. A door for salvation. A door for eternity. That's what Jesus did for you and me in this Lord's Supper. And after that, after that door was opened, do you remember what would happen in the Passover dinner? They would pour a cup, right? Would they drink that cup? No, they would just pour it and see, like, this is for someone else. Does it make sense now? Why Jesus talked about, "Hey, I'm not going to drink this cup until I drink it again with, with you one day." And this cup for us is a promise. It's a promise that Jesus will return for us, and that He's not going to drink, He's not going to celebrate, He's not going to go crazy until we are together. And we're going to be with Him in His Father's kingdom. And then we finally finish out, what was that last cup of the Seder dinner? The cup of Hallel, right? The cup of praise. You know what? And that's where we're going to finish up tonight. In praise. Because Jesus has made a way where there was no way. Jesus has fulfilled a covenant that was prophesied about hundreds and hundreds of years before He was ever born. And walked this earth. He has renewed a covenant that was broken from the Israelites. That was broken even all the way back to Adam and Eve, when sin entered the world. And you and I are sinful people, right? Our covenant before knowing Jesus, our covenant has been broken with God. We haven't walked with God, and we haven't worshipped God. We have all done the two things that the Israelites did. We have broken a covenant. That's why Jesus came. Said, "You know what? I'm making all things new. I'm going to open a door. I'm going to make a way." I'm going to fulfill what was written because I love each one of these people so much. And he poured himself out for that sin. He was broken for our failures. And he was crushed and shamed in our place. He took that for us. But if you read that passage again in Luke, where we started off, And as Christian read this earlier, and as the hour came, he reclined at the table, Luke 22, verse 14. He reclined at the table, because we talked about them all reclining, and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. He's excited. He's like, I haven't, I haven't been avoiding this. I've been trying to stall for time. I haven't been wanting to talk to you or wanting to hang out with you. I've been waiting for this moment to meet with you, to eat with you, to be with you. Because I'm about to make all things new. And you don't even have a clue yet. Jesus is earnestly waiting for that moment. And he's earnestly waiting for that moment again tonight with us. We're going to finish up with not just a cup of praise, a hallel, a hallelujah. Because despite the pain that was to come for Him, for our sake, for your and my sake, He earnestly invites each one of us to pause, to eat, to drink in remembrance of Him. Because Jesus is within us, right? Amongst us. He sanctifies us. He redeems us, the cup of redemption. He makes a promise to return for us. And He's opened a door of salvation to us. And that is worthy of Hallel, right? That is worthy of praise. That is worthy of a hallelujah. So let's do this tonight in remembrance of Him. This isn't something that just happened thousands and thousands of years ago. This wasn't a covenant that was made and done with. This is a, a new thing tonight for you and for me. To be with God. To be before God. To take some time to, to realize that we're all a Judas. We've all sinned and fallen short. We've all betrayed who He is. At one point in time or another. But tonight is a night that we're going to set aside. To pause and work through these this wonderful Passover. Because Jesus has sanctified us. He has redeemed us. He's made a way for us. He's opened a door to salvation. And he is worthy of praise. And when you intersect the Passover and the Lord's Supper, it's like this light bulb goes off, right? And suddenly it all makes sense. Because Jesus came for you and, you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and me. And he wants to be with us tonight. So we've got some bread here. Nothing fancy. We've got some ocean spray, grape juice. It's nothing fancy. But all I said was, when do you meet? When do you do this? Do this. In remembrance of me. So I'm going to invite John and Daniel to come on up. And they're going to be our communion stewards tonight. And I was thinking maybe we'll just all get up around the left. And we can come around and circle here around the right. But you know what? That seems a little too orderly. To be honest, I'd rather complicate things tonight. I'm just feeling... Say, we're going to take some time. I'd like to invite Daniel over here to my right. And John over here with the cup and the, and the bread... Um, to, uh, to the left, we'll, might sp- we'll find a plate. We'll split that up. Um, but uh, just a couple different stations for you to, to take a moment to pause. And as you feel led, maybe you want to spend some time in prayer. Maybe you want to spend some time focusing on, on how good God is. Maybe you want to spend some time thinking about, I've never even thought about how the Passover Seder could actually make sense in a a christian way ever because i didn't know all those things but jesus came to sanctify us to redeem us to make a new covenant with us to open a door to salvation made a promise to come back for us like i said that's worthy of praise isn't it so let's pray